For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 185 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. I'm joined today by Superman, Ken Clark, and Batman, Zoe Phillips. Guys, another week, another classic, and another win. I'm still riding the high. How, How about you guys? How are we feeling? Man, Super I feel high, awesome. Man. Feel awesome, man. I feel, I feel. Uh, I mean, it's exciting, man. You know, that's what we all wanted. So, you know, happy to be back on, man. What's up, Tiger Nation? I know y'all happy too. Let's get it. What's up, V? I love family. Yeah, man. I'm on a super high, super, super high. It's always a good night when the Tigers get a win. I always sleep a little bit better. Yeah, that's man. So true, that- man. Yeah, man, the air is sweeter, water's cooler. Everything is good <laughs> when JSU wins. You, you know what, Cord? To to that point. I, I had to stand up a couple of times because I didn't make the game and I, I had to just watch it. My my chest was beating out, you know, my heart beating out my chest. When the game was over, I had no energy. I had to go mm-hmm. to bed, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the West Coast, so I, I still had to go to sleep early. And that's from your <laughs> living room, not in the stadium. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. It was. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't want to. I don't care about no other game. I'm going to go lay it down. I'm good. We won. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, guys, back in Miami versus FAMU, it was the defense that made the headlines, and we were just waiting for the offense to get on track. Well, Saturday in Memphis, especially in that second half, it did just that, and we have a lot to get to, but we must start with the engine. The quarterback mm. is the Shadur Sanders. He went 30 for 40, which was a record for completions in the Southern Heritage Classic, 362 yards. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's a 75% completion ratio for the second straight game. This mm-hmm. guy hasn't come close to throwing a pick in over 50 passes. We can and probably will do an entire show on Shadur. But for now, let's just talk about it. Let's start there. Let's hear it. The play of Shadur Sanders. Well, for starters, I know this is not the NFL. I know this is Jackson State and this is college. But, guys, we got a franchise quarterback. The mm-hmm. age-old adage is true. Once you find a franchise quarterback, there is no turning back. And the I Love Nation, we got a franchise quarterback. 
man, it defies description. <clears throat> this guy went from having a great, in my eyes, clean game from game one to week to 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 Tennessee State, going thirty out of forty for three hundred and sixty-two yards with three touchdowns and not even coming close to disaster with turnovers. And this guy is a freshman. You don't even see a freshman when you see Shadur on the field. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, my mind is blown watching this kid mature in front of our eyes, man. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I I second all of that. The thing that really sticks out to me uh, when watching the game uh, versus Tennessee State was uh, his poise in the pocket. Um, a couple of things. Um, Joe made a good point talking about a franchise quarterback. I actually put something out on social media in the, in the midst of watching the game. I said, Tiger Nation, we got, us, we got ourselves a quarterback. Uh, that 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 bodes uh, well. When you look at his stats and look at what he was able to do in the Southern Heritage Classic, we've had some really good quarterbacks come down through history with Mr. Robert Kent, uh, Terrio, uh, that had some good games, man. But to go in in, in that type of atmosphere, forty six plus thousand, um, you know, it, it was it was a it was a high intensity game. Complete seventy five percent a second week in a row, uh, no turnovers. He, he, he a little bit of you know a little few fumbles, mm-hmm. but even on a fumble. He was still poised, still kept his eyes down the field, picked it up, kept rolling, didn't get rattled. And even the commentators made mention of it. Uh, but I tell you, man, uh, one of the things I'm most impressed with, because the stats speak for themselves, but I, I, I really like to speak more and hone more on the eye test, his ability to read defenses pre-snap, during the play. Uh, there was a couple of plays where he moved up in the pocket, looked like an actual quarterback drill. It was just unbelievable, man, to witness and watch. And like you said, Zoe, I mean, nothing about this kid says true freshman, uh, ball placement, uh, the ability to stand in the pocket, the ability to uh, uh, to elude the, the rush without necessarily having to uh, get out of the pocket and get out of what they're trying to do. And I, I see why the coaches were salivating and, and, and excited to get to the fall, man. Yeah, Ken, I definitely concur. Like, you know, going back over the game, like it, uh, it's really mind-boggling. The thing that really stood out to me, Outside of, yeah, you, you called it correctly. Dude, on that first touchdown, did an actual quarterback drill in the game. But the thing that stood out to me was the array of throws. The fact that we're talking about a freshman hit nine different receivers, and still we saw the, the array of throws. We saw the deep ball. We saw passes with some zip on it. We saw mm-hmm. uh, passes with some touch on it, with the crossing routes, with the out routes. I mean, and all of this is on his plate. And he mastered it. And the thing is that he still has a ton of room to grow and get better. He does. I mean, it's 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 amazing, man. It really is. I, I think um one of the things you mentioned that we haven't even touched on is the number we've had a few drops over the past couple of games. First yes. game, uh the weather it kind of bottom fell out before the game started. We all got wet over in Miami, but um, you know, a couple of you know, drop past here and there uh miss misread here and there i mean to have that to only fall under the 25 percentile of, of incompletions is just mm-hmm. it's just superb man and and when you're talking about a completion percentage qbr rating and, and those that love stats i mean shador is a stat stuffer and i love the fact that he, he doesn't have any ints um you know, doesn't have he doesn't even put the ball in harm's way. Now, right. you know, we, we have to see we have to see him. You know, he got some we got a, We got we got a um, uh, a really good defense that he's going to be facing uh, in the next game. But, you know, from what I'm seeing, 
he goes through his read. Uh, one other thing, man, his ability to look off the safeties. I mean, he so you could tell when a quarterback has a, has a command of the game. He he can he can control the defense by with his eyes. A lot of times when he steps back, he's looking in one direction. He kind of knows where he's going. Boom, he locates his receiver. Bam, he fires the ball in. Knows when to put touch on the ball. Knows when to zip it. And there was a couple of times, man, where we got so excited in the middle of the game, we got to calling each other. I'm talking about, listen, man, I, listen, this man was putting the ball on the numbers. I'm talking about right in the, in, in, in the sweet spot. When you go back and look at them throws that he made, phenomenal. Zo, great point. Nine different receivers. I mean, we all wondered how, <laughs> how would he, how, you know, how was he going to get all these, uh, this wealth of wide receiver core in, involved in the game? Man, he's got, he got the, he got some running backs in the game, six wide receivers, one tight end, two running backs. I mean, that's phenomenal, man. When you're talking about placement, you know, and I just, Man, it's so much. It's so much. It's to get so into. much. It's, it's so, so much. much man. I, I just, I, we'll pause there, man. Yeah, we'll have to come back and, and, and talk. It, it's hard to talk Jack State football, especially after this game, without just going in depth about Shadur Sanders. But you know, you mentioned the nine different receivers. You mentioned the fact that it looked like he did a quarter. Uh, he was doing a quarterback drill out there. Well, the offense itself, it looked like they were just going through drills. I mean, at one point, it just looked like pitch and catch, it distributing the ball to, like we said, the number of receivers. Four players with at least four uh, caught passes. Five guys has had at least forty nine yards receiving. So what what clicked for the offense? And I said it earlier. It really clicked in the second half. And we were talking about doing a show leading up to this game about the offense and would it finally get on track? Well, I wouldn't say finally. It only be one game, but would it get on track this game, which we predicted that it would? So what do you guys think? Click. Why did everything just really start rolling in this game, especially in the second half? Let me let me say this. Let me say this though, real quick. Shout out to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I got to say that because without a good offensive line, keep in mind, guys, for the past, would you say, seven years of Jack State football, we've, we've operated with uh, somewhat dual-threat style quarterback. But to have a pro-style quarterback, a, po- a pocket passer, you got to give the big, the big nasties up front um, some credit. Now, a couple of times the pocket got collapsed and he got, he got sacked. But for the most part of the game, uh, he pretty much stayed upright. And and anytime without a good offensive line, you can't you you can't start and, and begin to have a, a decent offense. I think the other thing is I believe that this offense knew what they could do. The coaches involved, I mean the coaches as well as the players, but they needed to see it in real game time minutes. I think once they once they uh, what would you say pop the top on the first touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's when I started to think that it was going to eventually open up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little shaky going in the halftime, a 10-7 lead. We left some meat on the bone, left some points on the table that we could have scored, uh, didn't finish some drives off. But I honestly believe that they needed to see it and believe it for themselves. Because it's one thing to be in fall camp and to beat up each other and you you have your battles where you win some days and then the defense wins some days. They needed to go put it together and actually see it. And I think once they saw it with the first touchdown to Lotto, you know, to Josh Lanier, that's when you kind of could see that okay, they they realized that we got something, you know, and um, but other than that, I think the play calling was a lot better, um, a lot of five wide sets, uh, even uh, Jay, we got we got to tell Jay Walker, don't be giving our special sauce away on national TV, you know, he made point that we always got somebody crossing. I love the route trees that the coaches have the wide receivers running because Shador knows where everybody's supposed to be, uh, he knows where his checks are. And he knows how to distribute the ball and put the ball where it needs to be. So 
I think that was that those were the keys, the offensive line and actually seeing it in real game time minutes. Um, and, and that's that's my take on that. I I, I concur. Um, but in my opinion, the one and main reason and only reason for the growth between week one and week two is the O-line. And first things first, football one-on-one, every team make as big as jump between week one and week two. Mm-hmm. Right, right, but, right. But then after that, you know, to, you know, to the O-line's credit, and I have to say this, with all the influx of new talent that we got in, mm-hmm. it's refreshing to know that we have mainstays that was here from the previous mm-hmm. regime that Great actually point. is on this line mm-hmm. that's took, you know what I'm saying, that got coached up between Coach Markson and Coach Prime because you got Moffitt, you got Caleb Graham, and you got Cedric Dunbar. Three mainstays from the quote-unquote uh, Simpson, my bad, <clears throat> that was, um, you know, maligned from the previous, you know, seasons who are anchors and mainstays on that own line. And that was no pressure uh, when it came to Shadour. He was upright. He had time. I mean, you could hit your stopwatch. He's getting four to five <laughs> seconds on mm-hmm. every pass drop. You know, so the old line is the main change. Also, I think uh, we did change some things with regards to some of the routes that we put in, specifically for Tennessee State, uh, as opposed to FAMU. Because, mm-hmm. you know, again, FAMU, to their credit, have a, have a pretty good defense. And, you know, that's the thing we also got to take in mind, that the game plan – Offensively was a little bit different than what we did for for uh, for FAMU, but the O line I would give them uh, the Knicks gold star after Shador. Um, mm-hmm. The guys played; they, they balled out. They balled out. Mm-hmm. Indeed, shout out to the O line. Kept Shador upright, as you said. Kept him clean. Only gave up one sack. How refreshing is that? Just thinking back to recent Jackson State team. I mean, yeah. it's it's awesome, man. I think um, you know we won't we won't pinpoint anybody. We try to keep it positive, but I'm pretty sure the coaches are going to do a good job. There were a couple of missed assignments on the O line that led to the sack, that led to some uh, some some uh, short runs and, and and a tackle for loss. But I think if we can get that cleaned up, um, but like I said, to to come away with a, a, a two and zero start in the fall to kind of see it all come together, we we were all waiting for it to come to come to pass. I, like I said again, you know. The O line did a pretty good job last game. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't get the run off the off the ground. But I think once Shador started distributing the ball, that opened up the running backs, you know, lane for Peyton. Peyton ran hard. Uh, shout out to Peyton Pickett. We had him on the show a couple of episodes in the uh, uh, back. It was really good to see him mm-hmm. get out and hit those holes and find the lanes and 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 get down. And Peyton, is, Peyton got some speed, man. Yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he, he got. Some, he's a he's a he's a he's a full. Uh, three down, you know, all-purpose back, man. And it was exciting to see him catch the ball, too. You know, we didn't know he had hands like that. So yeah. um, I think, like Zoe said, the coaches really put together a really good game plan. They executed it for Tennessee State. Um, and it was good to see it come together. But in the end, I think seeing is believing. You have to see it in order to believe it. And now that they've seen it, it <laughs> won't mm-hmm. be unto thee. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, um you know, I just I expect them to continue to build. You know, I also like the fact that the coaches, as well as the players, were not satisfied. They were happy, but they weren't satisfied because they know they could have done better. Mm-hmm. And going back to the O line, and going back to Shadur as well, we talked about the you know only the one sack and how you know the, they missed a couple of assignments here and there. But 
there was some there was some pressure on Shadur, but what did you guys make of his ability to escape that pressure? Because there's a couple of times where they where they had him, but he, he was able to get out and st- he didn't try to do too much. He still was able to deliver the ball. I know against Fam U at halftime, he told the coach Prime that he was done trying to be Lamar Jackson. So what did you make of his ability <laughs> to escape that pressure, not try to do too much, throw it away when he needed to, which wasn't often because he didn't have many incompletions, but still hit the receivers as well. Well, what it shows is he has complete command of this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came down, you know, to there being pressure again, knowing what my check down is, knowing where my receiver is supposed to be, and actually trusting them to be there. Uh, that goes, you know, with, with without saying, you know, we have to be cognizant. You know, the fact that he's a freshman doing this. I mean, this is this is this is major stuff. We're talking about a guy in his second collegiate game. And we have guys that's, you know, our fifth-year seniors and All-Americans that's not doing it at the level that he's doing it right now. Again, uh, I would like to say he's a, he's a brand-new millennial uh, processor. He diagnoses, you know what I'm saying, information, and he gets rid of the ball. So he's making all the right decisions. Because the biggest thing with a new quarterback is, you know, knowing, hey, um, not one time have any Jacksonian watched this kid play during a game action and say, man, why, what was he thinking? Why did he make that throw? Oh, my God, he right. made a horrible, bad decision. It's, hey, I'm under pressure. I have this, 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 and I'm acing the test. Play after play after play after play. I mean, it's, it's truly amazing. I challenge everybody to really do a cut-up and just watch the offense. Don't even worry about watching mm-hmm. the whole game. Just watch mm-hmm. the offense. Watch every drop back. I mean, it's amazing how man. I, I, yeah. Let me put touch on this pass to hit Lotto coming across on coming across the middle under pressure. Oh, you know what? I got a um, blitz coming here. Let on on second and, and long. Let me go ahead and hit uh Peyton Pickett out the backfield and let me lead him. So when he catches it, he just had the brick star mm-hmm. to get out of bounds. I mean, this is a freshman doing this. It's yeah. amazing. This is so Shador Sanders has a you know has a Hall of Fame DNA. You know. Um, he's had the uh, privilege of being trained by some of the best. He's had an opportunity to work with uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, his uh, quarterback coach, uh, Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake played in the NFL, um, gone to all the you know camps. Let's not make no mistake about this. Uh, Shador was a, a top ESPN 300 quarterback in this class of 2021 uh, signing class. And he's showing why he, you know, why he got 30 offers. Um Make no mistake about it, man. If, if Coach Prime doesn't come in with this coaching staff and put together this type of recruiting class, we're watching Shador probably throw these touchdown passes for uh, Florida Atlantic, who he committed to. But uh, thankful, you know, for us Jackson State Tigers that, you know, he's he, he's doing it as a JSU Tiger. But one of the things I do want to make mention of is when I saw him in the pocket, there's a quarterback drill, Corey, that they run where they use a broom on a pro day yes, sir. where they – they have you drop back. They kind of put mild pressure on you. They try to swipe at the ball. He steps up. He loses the because you had the defensive end came. He came. If you go back to it, first half, defensive end comes off the edge untouched. Shador plants his right foot, steps up, sweeps the football, the sweeps the football under the defender so he can't knock it out. Basically, starts back going to his right, fire the ball over to JD Martin uh, for eight eight yard mm-hmm. pickup. I'm saying it was picture perfect. It looking like Tom Brady. And I'm not, and this this it, listen, man, this ain't, you know, hyperbole when we say he looked like Tom Brady running a quarterback drill. You can tell that the kid has prep, put the preparation in. You can tell that this, I'll say this, you can tell that that 
we would say what would we call it uh the spring being his red shirt uh, season you yes. can tell that the, the homework and the time and 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 uh we, we've heard he's a student of the game we've heard that he asks questions he's he's locked in and he like Zose, he has a command of the offense um i think that was the thing that showed i, I think the preparation that he's put into um it showed up on the field and it was it was definitely refreshing to see again um, there's a lot of quarterbacks that play in a swag that's got a good arm. There's a lot of 50% completion quarterbacks. It's very rare that you see on a college level a quarterback throw 75% and don't put the ball in harm's way. That's That right there is a, is a championship DNA and pedigree that, that he has, and, and we hope that he, he's able to continue that throughout the season. And guys, no matter how many times I say it, we always end up going back to Shadur. I could, I could have sworn 15 minutes ago. I said, let's just move on. And it's my fault because I think I brought it back. <laughs> well, you asked about the quarterback drill. Yeah, you asked about the drill. <laughs> Kid, I took, I took responsibility. I said it's my fault, but <laughs> I just closed the show, man. <laughs> I mean, everything. It starts with, of course, the old line, but it starts with the quarterback Shadur. So I will leave it at that. I'll just, you know, one last thing. I'll just mention that he was named the game MVP by the Southern Heritage Classic, and he was just added to the 2021 Black College Football Player of the Year watch list. Again, a true freshman. Kudos so to shout him. Out. Absolutely. Shout out to uh, Shadur. We talked about the record that he had for completions. There was another record in the game. Mr. Warren Newman, 81-yard punt return. That's the longest mm-hmm. in game history and classic history as well. So, I mean, you know, he's been there since fifth year. We've talked about Warren Newman, what he did in the spring, just what he's done consistently. But, you know, we don't even have to talk about his game. Let's just take one to two minutes just to talk about how special it is to see him, uh, you know, come on, with still be around with this new staff, still getting right. playing time and still making a difference. Man, well, the thing that stands out about Warren, man, is that you could tell he's a favorite amongst his teammates, and mm-hmm. he's a favorite amongst the JSU faithful. Um, the guy, had, you know, he he, he's, he works hard. He had, He's in grad school right now. I mean, he, <clears throat> he's pretty much done. He's in his final year. Could have left, chose to stay. Uh, he and CJ Holmes, matter of fact. And mm-hmm. the guy put in work, man. Coach Prime even mentioned it, you know, uh, once, you know, after they made the announcement, you know, Shadow was here uh, practicing. They need the receivers to throw to. And who else? Lo and behold, Warren Newman. You know, so they have some chemistry, man. But, man, the guy, he, he's a worker. All throughout the summer, you see he's back home in New Orleans putting that work in, and it's paying off. He's seeing the residual effect of the work that he's put in. Now, I'm, I'm so happy for him, man. I'm elated uh, because we know that he's been trying to break one. He almost broke one uh, uh, last week against fans. So close. And, um, you know, best guy shoestring tackle. And believe it or not, he almost broke, broke uh, one before the one he got yesterday. Uh-huh. A guy a guy tripped him up by the ankle. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but man, I'm, I'm so excited for him, man. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a favorite of mine. Uh, and I'm just glad to see. I hope he can break some more. I just really want to see his, uh, his maturation at the receiver spot as well. Man, I hope this guy can get a, a legitimate shot to uh, take his challenge to the next level. Absolutely, man. Listen, I I I got to I got to throw something in there, man. Uh, Warren Newman is is, man. He got a heart the size of Mississippi, man. Or I should, should I say Louisiana? I mean, the kid. Like I'm not gonna repeat much of what Zoe just said. I'm just ecstatic and happy. I mean, it does it make th- th- his story for him staying. You know, being with us. I mean, he's a true blue JSU Tiger, and I'm so happy for him, man. I'm I'm I, I'm I hope he get everything that. He hoped that he would get from staying. I mm-hmm. hope that some NFL scouts, you know, man, I retweeted that. I actually, I actually re uh, posted his um, 
punt return and tag the Saints. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I know he's from New Orleans. Listen, man, it, you know how 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 awesome of a of a time it would be for us for us to see in the 2022 NFL draft to see Warren Newman's name called because you can't teach what you saw last night on that punt return. Mm-hmm. The elusiveness, the quickness, the speed, and the I'll heart. say one last thing: the heart. But here's the thing. Remember that he got a cousin. I want to say. I want to say he's cousin with. Remember Willie Quinn from Southern. When we first uh, recruited Warren Newman out of Edna Carr, out down in Louisiana, this is the type of player we always expected that we see with him, and it's so good to see him finally, you know, live up to that hype. Every time he touched the ball, he could break. He's a he's a home run hitter. Sweet feet, what we call him, uh, whatever you know, uh, Mister Excitement. So it was mm-hmm. it was. Uh, like he says, though, shoestring tackle, he would have broke it, tripped over his teammate the first game, would have broke it. He could be sitting on three punt returns in two games. Yes, sir. All right, shout out to Warren Newman. And so you mentioned how, you know, when Shadour was first announced as the quarterback, how Warren Newman was one of the guys who was already working out with him. Well, I'll take it a step further. Warren Newman was working out with Shadour before Shadour committed because, you know, Shadour was coming <laughs> to town with Coach Prime it, just just to support his dad, you know, as being the coach. He was still a, a an FAU commit, and he was, you know, coming into Jackson, and he was just, you know, wanting to throw him. Warren Newman was already out there working with him and building that, you know, that relationship and building that bond before it was even official. So one thing I love about him, in addition to everything that you've said, but just the work ethic. He's a guy who puts in the work. A lot of yep. times you see it on their Instagram, but he does it in real life. He just does the, he doesn't just put on from the gram. He He's done it from day one. He was a guy who picked, kind of picked up that work ethic from Dan Williams. If you remember back, he came in after Dan, but I saw them kind of building a relationship as Dan was going out and Warren was coming in. It seemed like he just picked up right where Dan left off in, in terms mm-hmm. of being a leader, even as a freshman for the wide receivers, in terms of setting the the, the, the bar, setting the standard for what you know what the offseason workout should be. So again, shout out to Warren Newman. Definitely had to give him some love on this show because we honestly we haven't done it a lot over the course of the years. He's been he's been on some teams that didn't uh, do, didn't have much success, but he. He's always been a bright spot. So shout out Warren Newman. Yeah, and, and, and one last thing, too. Touch on what you just finished up with, Corey. He was a bright spot on a lot of bad teams. But on mm-hmm. both years prior to that, he was the leading receiver on these bad teams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he put the work in, man. We, you know, we're happy for him. Absolutely. All right, let's get over to this defense. I mean, we talked about how they really, you know, especially in that, in that FAMU game, how they made the, the headlines and – and Ken actually said it. He predicted. He didn't predict it on record, but I, I can tell you, listeners, that off the record, he did predict that they would, you know, possibly take a step back. And it was going to be hard to duplicate what they did in that first game. They still had a solid show against Tennessee State. They held them to only 264 yards total and 70 rushing yards, which is only 1.7 yards per rush. Uh, so they had a great performance. Uh, but what do you guys? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the defense coming off that shutdown performance, really against FAMU? I think uh, the defense, uh, in my eyes, had um, had a great uh, showing. Um, just a slight step back from last week, only because of, uh, in my opinion, just the point scored. But I think uh, their effectiveness was pretty much about the same. Um, one mm-hmm. thing that they did, we had three sacks against FAMU. I think we got up to seven, you know, so we doubled the output of sacks. And we wreaked havoc in the uh, in the uh, in the run game. One thing that we continued on though was uh, no matter what completions were made, on average, when the quarterback makes a completion, they're getting tackled and going down. No one is going to get wrecks on this team. Team speed is outstanding. And the one thing I love about this defense is they swarm. Mm-hmm. They play together. They pl- they really truly genuinely play as a unit. Um, like I said, there won't be any wreck 
uh, on this defense, and um, they play together. They uh, they're fast. They they're great side to side, and they're great north and south. Uh, like I said, giving up that the, the late touchdown, and honestly, I was a little peed off myself when they got the first touchdown. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, mm-hmm. I really have that standard for this defense. I, in my own opinion, I don't really foresee this defense giving up three touchdowns to anyone. Seriously, we have that potential. Um, I think if they really, truly play to their ceiling, I believe this could be one of the best defenses in Jackson State history. And I, and I only, I've never, flo- I've never, Ooh. I've never floated that around. Wow, what, that's a, that's a huge it, statement. And, and let me, let me not to cut you off, but let me just, you know, because a lot of times people may think we're just coming on here, we're caught up in the moment, and. You know, we're just saying, you know, saying whatever. But let, let me say something about Zoe, you know, and, and he <laughs> Zoe has this nickname. I don't know what it means. Uh, he calls himself Zoe DeLorean. I, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but he's Zoe DeLorean. Well, my nickname for Zoe is Zoe Historian. Yep. Zoe is a historian of Jack State football. So when Zoe says, I think this may be one of the best, and it's still early. I'll put that it, out it's there. Fact, it's fact-based. Yeah, yeah. He's not just, you know, he's not just caught up in the emotion and, and the riding the high of the wind. Like, there's some thought that's going in, and he's not going to say that prematurely. Uh, so I, I just wanted to put that out there. That, that That's a well, profound statement coming from Zoe. Well, let me, let me, let me, you know, and I, let me add to that. Because when you go back to the history, you know, the histor- historical defensive uh, teams, I mean, we had some really, really good defense, defensive uh, teams in the past where we might have had four or five players on defense that were just all world. I mean, this is the first time we've seen in a in north percentile of nine to ten players that we put on the field that could dominate a game from the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing dominant performances. And like I said, not no slight to anyone. I mean, we still got to see it play out. But um, that last touchdown is still – it's still a sore spot to me. I think they, um, you know, we we got the ball back with less than a minute. You know, I know we had the fumble. So even when you look at the yards that we gave up, 264 yards in this game, uh, we gave up 16 points. Yeah, you take away that touchdown, we're down to 10. That puts us at an average of eight points a game. Um, and it keeps them in the low 200s because, they, you know, they got about 40, 40, 50 yards on that last drive that we gave them the ball back. Um I think the defense just played lights out. I mean, the the um, man, shout out to James Houston. You know, just um, yes, sir. I, I mean, we the list can go. I won't get into uh, name everybody, but just let's just, get into some names because okay, I mean, okay. I know it's about it's about the, the the Jackson State, but at the end of the day, we have individual players, like you said, man, we have individual players who are dominating the game defensively. So let let's give these. Guys I, I could I could I could name some players, and I and I'll just man, go look. to those that jumped out to me. Firstly. James Houston, lights mm-hmm. out, man. Ten, t- ten, ten, ten tackles, five mm-hmm. tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he stayed in the backfield. I mean, he could have had more sacks, um, but that they could they couldn't block him. Antoine Owens getting up through the middle, man. It was great to see Katron Evans come in. I know this is his first mm-hmm. game. He sat out through the COVID, and man, oh that big, oh my goodness, man, he was a terror. Oh man, you could listen. He he was a he he literally plugged up the middle. Was getting to the quarterback. Uh, Niles Gaddy, studyly. Hey, let me go back to let me let me go back to Katron. making his debut. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I agree. <laughs> okay, okay, let's do it. Okay, let's take our time. I know we said let's let's knock this out. Let's take our time, man. Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's do it. Katron Evans, he jumps off the screen. I mean, he he yes. He like if you don't know nothing <laughs> yes. about football, this, this yes, is the sir. test for me. This is the test for me. If you watch the basketball game, you take somebody who doesn't know the game and say, just watch this game and tell me what you see. If they can point out a guy like, wait a minute, that's different right there. Like, I don't yeah. know what's going on, but I know that's different. 
Catron Evans jumps out when you watch him. Hey, the, man, well, he, the thing that stands about him is that we haven't had, you can tell by watching being a Jack State fan, we haven't had many of those. Catron not like that. On our team. No, not like, not like that. that. Not, 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 not no 6 4 3, 3 15 with, with, <laughs> with moves and, and power and force. And man, he literally, you know, he moved the center on one play, like pushed him all the way to the back, held him up, oh waited God. to the quarterback move, moved him to the side, went, went and tacked the quarterback, got the sack. I mean, it was yeah. it was beautiful to see, man. And all I could see was, you know, this defense, um, you could tell that Dennis Thurman is 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 shooting with a loaded gun right now. <laughs> and that he Dennis Thurman right he now. Put, now, one thing I will say about the defense, because I'm not, you know, it ain't all smoke and mirrors. Look, listen. Mm-hmm. One thing that really frustrated me watching the defense yesterday, and I have to say this for all those that listen that play defense, when the quarterback takes off, why are we waiting to go attack the quarterback? And I, I maybe maybe they were playing like some type of zone where they would wait, but there were a couple of big runs we gave up to uh, Hickbottom that j- we should have just closed out because we knew he was a good runner, but I, I, that was the only thing that I could think of that really kind of frustrated me a little bit was the fact that on those quarterback runs, because that's really where the bulk of the 70 came from because they had 42 rushing attempts, 42 rush attempts for 70 yards. That's 1.7. That's outstanding. And then you're talking about maybe three to four big quarterback runs. That's where they got their runs from, their yards from. So, I mean, you're talking – Listen, man, and, and listen, Headache Gang, shout out to Headache Gang CEOs putting his hat on the football, you know what I mean, uh, getting the forced fumble in the first half. Um, the DBs played well. We're not really – the DBs aren't getting a whole lot of, you know, action or whatnot because, you know, they they, they playing pretty well. It seemed like they picked on CJ a little bit. Mike, but, Bradley, uh, he, Mike Bradley called it. He said uh, on our preview show, he said he didn't know – he didn't think there'd be much work left for the defense to, for the defense backs to do <laughs> to the D-line and the line. Well, don't tell Cam – don't 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 tell Killer Cam Silma, <laughs> well, number 12, well, true freshman what? that. Well, well, Ki- he balled Cam, out too. Killer Cam, he doesn't wait for to actually come to the, to the secondary. <laughs> he he goes to it. He, he goes to it. He, he goes to it. Yeah, he's a headhunter, man, and I, I love it, man. I love the – I love the, the just the just the intensity that they play with. They play with the personality of Coach Thurman. He's a no nonsense, you know, old from that old buddy Ryan Rex Ryan uh, defensive tree, and uh, you can tell that that that's how they that that's how they like to play. They want to, you know, hair on fire, get to the quarterback. Because if I, if we get to the quarterback, we can stop whatever it is you're trying to do. Uh, I brought up a point earlier. Um, you know, uh, to Zoe, uh kind of off the line, and, and he made a really good point. And that was, you know, you could tell that they're game planning game by game. It's not so much as they're going in with this cookie cutter approach mm-hmm. that no matter what, we're gonna run this like some of the t- some of the defenses of the past. But I'll still take twelve points a game on an average of two hundred and some yards on two pretty decent teams. You know, two blue bloods. We just beat two blue bloods. We're two and zero versus two blue blood HBCUs, and and we made it look really easy uh, from a defensive standpoint. So. Um, a defense like that, a true freshman could, could you know, with a, with a quarterback like what we got, it's a recipe for some winning, man. You know, hopefully we can go anno like the coaches desire. <clears throat> and let's take it back to Mr. Houston for a second. Uh, Zoe, I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, he came in as a linebacker. We were doing our, uh, you know, our projected started, starting lineups as we talked amongst ourselves in depth chart. And we always, you know, talk about that depth at the linebacker. Who would start? Would it be a 3-4 or 4-3 or 4-2? And then we, we figured that Houston would be a guy who had to be in the mix. But we – Seen him move up to that that defensive end position and just wreaking havoc. We looked at his numbers. So, what do you think about him at that position? So, 
Well, the the main thing about that move is um, the the first thing is that he transferred here as a linebacker. Let's mm-hmm. get that understood and got to practice. And the thing is, man, Aubrey Miller and Keontae are who they are, and they've been doing what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. So by happenstance, this guy, hey, at practice, hey, man, he has good, you know, rushing skills. Hey, let's give it a shot. Let's put his hand in the dirt. And it was a godsend because he never even played in the defensive end. And now Coach Prime even said so after the game yesterday in the press conference, man, this guy has natural edge rushing instinct and think mm-hmm. that this might be his calling for his professional football career. Wow. Because lo and behold, since he put his hand in the dirt, this dude burger have it. He's sitting on six sacks in two games. I got a player in mind from his swack that played. Um, man, he's actually a Hall of Famer now. I'm not gonna say he's to the T, but uh the player that comes to mind that came that used to wreak havoc off the edge was Robert Mathis. I knew it. You you knew it. You said you see it. I mean, he every I, I to see James Houston move offensive tackles with one hand. Just get out of my way. <laughs> it's, 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 a, man, it's a beauty to see, man. It's, it's, I'm telling you, man. It's, uh, I'm so happy, man. I, we, we did, we did struggle. We thought he was going to play the linebacker position. Like I said, we, you know, we still got Abdul Malik McLean, uh, that, that could play out the edge. But, you know, with Houston emerging at the defensive end and Aubrey and Keontae quietly still being Mr. Football, you know, all world JSU football and Aubrey just, just doing what he do, man. Aubrey is a man back there you know had a couple of sacks ten, uh, tackles. 10 tackles i mean he could literally be Corey. you said this in the past you said you you didn't see them having a big game where they had a a, a, a 10 to 15 in the teens from mm-hmm. far from a tackling standpoint coming this fall because uh we we knew that the tackles would be spread so evenly around the board man it does just depends on which side you you get on and uh but but james houston man at at the edge we didn't we didn't see it coming, but we're excited to see it happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so the, the the one thing about uh James uh that's going to be even more fascinating going forward is we already stated, you know, um one of these ends are gonna command a double team. It's probably gonna be James. Well, mind you, you got these two horses with um with Big Junior and Katron in the middle. So I mean, good luck. I mean I want to see the schemes for all these offenses going forward because at at what point you got these nasty tackles and and we haven't even put them in the game at the same time yet Mm -hmm. uh, because we got Antoine Ahum out here. So if if you're trying to double up on on Houston, I mean, my God, your center is just going to destroy it all game. So we haven't seen, we haven't seen anybody have success going up the middle to zone to your point. You know, all of the success that the quarterbacks have had or the offensive have had has really been around the edge, uh, with the exception of maybe the fam use running back, maybe breaking one uh, tackle. But I love what you're saying, man. I mean, and, and, and I thought about Crane, too. Crane has been playing well with Owens. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a Jamani Crane with Antoine Owens and then K-Tron and, and Junior uh, back. Man, that's that's just – that's 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 depth, man. And, and, and also, Ken, and I'll let you go, though, but – Free Justin Reagan, two more games. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Justin Reagan. See, see? Justin Reagan. Richer. Shout out to Devontae Davis. We saw a 97 sighting out there, man. I mean, he he played well as well. Um, I love it, man, because it keeps the defense fresh. 
you know, um, we 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 got two grown men at linebacker. We still got we got two young grown men that's backing them up. I mean, it's a it's a wealth of talent on that defensive side, man. And it's just so refreshing to see it come to play. Return to the dark side, because this is what we've Absolutely. been used to. Absolutely. And, go ahead. And, go ahead. And, and one other one other thing to Dennis Thurman credit, Cole Thurman, man, kudos to him. But the one thing that's apparent uh that is very refreshing to see is we have a defensive coordinator who is in tune and dialed in to his personnel. Mm. That's the thing that's very refreshing. Knowing, you know, what what the player's strengths are. Because like I said, we haven't even gotten to the point where he's going to be mixing and matching, you know, the the DNs with the linebackers and the D tackles. Because again, we haven't seen, you know, Big Junior and, and Katron, you know, side by side or overload one side, you know what I'm saying, with uh putting McLean you know what I'm saying, uh, but beside uh, Houston, or even putting Houston being able to zone blitz now because he is a linebacker after all at DN right now. So he has all these different, you know what I'm saying, combinations and different formations he could use just on the front seven. Like it's a, it's a, it's a wealth of riches. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's to say, so I'm, I'm kudos to him and kudos to, uh, to Coach Thurman. Uh, we had, you know, we had quite a few, you know, fans are maligned over how they looked in the spring. And I'm just like, you know, just hold on, just hold on. And, and, and true to like we said it would be, you know, things are totally different this fall. And um, we're on our way, fellas. So to your, to, you just said something about the spring. And I don't want to keep making this a long point, but I remember I was watching the game. You could see the frustration on, on Co- Coach Hugh Jackson's face, you know, as the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee um, um, State Tigers because Coach Prime made a good point that Eddie George is in a position that they were once in in the spring, where you have to play with the players that's on the run. No disrespect to any of the players that come before or on any roster, but the point is is that you can tell that you kind of have to work with what you have to work with. And and, and and there's an old saying that says, in order for the X's and O's to work, you need to – you need the Joes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the jo- it's, the, it's, the, it's the gems and the Joes that makes the X's and O's work. And it's it's real beautiful to see – Coach Thurman and Coach Pollock and and Philip get their get their gems and Joes and and now it's starting to see some of the X's and O's work. So, absolutely, absolutely, well, guys, I'm I'm excited. I know you guys. I can speak for the entire Tiger Nation. We're excited about the season. What's to come? Big test ahead. Obviously, some things to correct, some things to to fix, as always. But we trust in our coaching staff to get it done. But uh, a lot of positives going forward, and it's just a great time to be a Tiger, guys. Yes, sir. One last thing, I definitely want to shout out this initiative that uh, it kicked off after the FAMU game with one of our wonderful alums, Kimberly Little. Now let Ken Clark explain. Yeah, um, um, shout out to Kimberly Little for for the idea. Uh, she pitched the idea that um, all Jackson State alums, the supporters, and, and followers of uh, the JSU Tiger football program, um, if we could donate um, in the the dollar amount of that the, that the team the football team scores. So, for example. The football team scored seven points against FAMU. Uh, um, When she pitched the idea, she donated $7 to athletics. Um, So I thought it was a phenomenal idea. Uh, We reached, we reposted it in in all of our Jackson State um, uh, social media groups and and, and accounts. Uh, It seems as though the, it's picking up some steam because the Jackson State National Alumni Association uh, Facebook page, uh, as well as uh, we'll just say social media pages, they, actually posted the idea again to donate $38 because the team scored 38 points last game versus uh, Tennessee State. So that's a great idea. Every game, 
uh, that we play, whatever the team scores, we want to try to donate that to the, uh, to athletics. So hopefully this initiative will continue to um, to carry on throughout the season. I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal idea. Shout out again to Kimberly for the idea. And let's put some steam behind it. To all of our Tiger Talk listeners, um, Corey's going to actually post the link uh, in, in, in on the show. Um, click that link and let's go ahead and donate to the uh, to the athletic uh, department uh, in the amount that the football team has scored. So that's pretty much the initiative. I, I love it. And, and hopefully we, we'll see it uh, grow and, and pick up more steam. Absolutely. And again, shout out to Kimberly Little. Wonderful idea. We definitely want to pass it along. We hope this thing picks up and grows. But uh, the athletic program, just the direction they're going in under AD Robs, our, our support is, is definitely needed. So what a wonderful, wonderful way to support, especially after win. All right, fellas, well, that'll do it for this week. I would look forward to reconvening each week after every game. And, you know, go Tigers. Go Tigers, man. Beat ULM. Let's get it. Go Tigers. D, I love, baby. And that'll do it for episode 185 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag, I believe. Hashtag, the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.